This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road school mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing needs as a family and so much more. Tonight and every night, I am, every night, tonight and every episode, (laughs) I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. I wish it was every night. Me too, girlfriend. Hey, guys, this is Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher. Also a homeschooling full-time RVing mom and a four kiddos on the road. I'm also the creator over at RoadTripTeacher.com, your educational resource for destination learning adventures. And our crew like to travel our crazy life over at Diary of a Road Mom, so we'd love to have you follow us over there. I am coming to you um, from a Midwestern location this evening. So excited to be with you tonight. If you are calling in um, for your first time here at Road School Moms and are listening in for the first time, welcome to episode 139 of Road School Moms. And if you're a loyal listener from our podcast, welcome back. We'd love to hear from you wherever in the world you are. So, KT, tell me, where are you tonight? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I have moved locations today, and I am in one of my favorite locations that I've never, ever been before. So to give you a little background, we have a solar on our rig, and we are completely self-contained. So one of the things we love to do is go and find dry camping locations across the U.S. And our very good friends Clementine and Peter found a sweet spot on a lake up here in Washington, and so um, we joined them here for the week you can see a picture of the spot that I'm at because I've put it in our peak at the week on our Road School Moms Facebook group over there. So uh, you can see exactly where I'm parked at tonight. How about you, Mary Beth? Where are you? Well, I, if you look at my sneak peek of the week pictures, you'll see that we had a pretty full travel week. Um, That's where we came from down in our Southwest Florida location. And so uh, we are in Indiana this weekend. So excited to finally have made it home up here for family. And um, I can't remember what else I posted on my sneak peek. Oh, we, I posted a park that we found along the way that had a really cool splash pad. And um, I posted a picture of Atlanta traffic. You know, anybody that's been through that area knows how wonderful that is. I'll have to say that I drove through there at 11 o'clock at night, thought I would miss the traffic. Ha ha, the joke was on me because it was still six lanes all backed up. So that's part of it. But we are excited to be up here uh around family this is our uh, summer stop as you know KT so we're hanging out here for a few days awesome yeah so if you don't know what we're talking about there is a group on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash road school moms and there we encourage you to share what your road school looks like uh, not just on Sunday nights but every day of the week if you'd like you can ask questions, get uh, advice there, vent there. You can do whatever you like. It's a safe place for road school moms to connect. <clears throat> it's a closed group, so um, you can share what you feel comfortable sharing there. And we, especially on Sunday nights, love it when our road school moms share a peek of their week. So I'm looking, and I see Sarah James put a peek of her week up. 
Um, I was blessed to be a part of her week last week. That was lovely. And then I love this, Mary Beth. Rebecca Avery says she wants to share something at Fossil Butte National Monument in Wyoming um, uh, where you can find a measure and record fossils in their quarry. And when they update the database, it will have your names next to the finds. They said they learned so much and it was free. That sounds like a lot of fun. I like that. That's what road schooling is all about. That's awesome. I haven't had a chance. I'm actually still uh, – <laughs> I'm trying to slide into my destination here in about five more minutes, so I apologize if it's a little bit loud. It's one of those, oh, we're almost there, and it's 9 o'clock for me. Um, so I'll be excited to look at that. I have never heard of that national – it's a national monument. Is that what you said? I believe that's what I said. Let me see. Fossil Butte National Monument in Wyoming. You know, speaking of Wyoming, I seen uh, this week, as you know, my uh, little side, one of my side businesses is our pilot car um, business in the transportation industry. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll stick that in my show notes in a previous podcast where Katie and I talked about that. But I was so interested, speaking of Wyoming, to find out this week that the state of Wyoming, among some other states, are shutting down oversized permits which basically means, you know, if you're a big truck and you've got an oversized load on it, you're not going to be able to take it uh, in Wyoming for the four days surrounding the, guess what I'm going to say, Great American Eclipse. <gasps> yeah. I was just wow, that that's really interesting. It is. It's I didn't even know Wyoming uh, was on the thing. Well, you know what? I didn't either, And um, but I think that uh, it's not even – well, you'd be interested. Someone posted this week, and I'll put it uh, – I think it actually I shared it over on Road Trip Teacher Facebook group. You can actually put in your zip code, and it'll tell you what percentage of the totality that you're going to get wherever in the world you are. So, yeah, that was me. I shared that. Uh, okay, well, there you go. I shared it from you. Thanks for the share, share. Uh, but, yeah, I was, in, I was interesting because even in Florida, there was a pretty high percentage of duration or, you know, percentage. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know everybody's getting all excited about the clips. You know, um, we are, well, what is the date? Yeah, we're less than a month away. It's August 21st, the Great American Eclipse. And um, Mary Beth and I are both hosting uh, Coast to Mid-Coast events. And so I'm super psyched about that. We're going to be hosting ours in Bend, Oregon. Uh, I'm going to be pulling in there next week setting up, uh, preparing for the event. So super excited about that. And you are going to be hosting yours in Illinois. Tell us about that. Yeah, our crew is going to be in Carbondale, Illinois. We um, have partnered up with the folks at SIU. I always say that backwards because I'm SIU, Southern Illinois University. We're partnered up with the folks there, and they are. Um, we've got some awesome tickets to their Eclipse Day. Um, they're at the university campus, which will give us up close and personal views of NASA's live stream and the Adler Planetarium business that they have going on that day and we've got a field trip at the science center there right off campus so we're really excited to be there for that weekend and um i talked about this a couple weeks ago but we're also uh when we leave the carbondale we're going to take our crew to st louis for a week so if you are a road school family and are going to be in that area for the week shoot me an email over info at roadtripteacher.com and i'll let you know where we're staying and uh, maybe we'll put together a road school workshop there who knows love it Awesome. Very cool. Oh, my goodness. So tell me, I saw your pictures, but tell me a little bit about what your week looked like. Well, our week started with, uh, we we started traveling last 
Sunday, as you remember, I was calling in from somewhere. I can't even remember where I was last Sunday night. That's so crazy. Um, but we took a couple of extra days to get there. No surprise there. We are always on the wing it plan. Um, but we got into my grandma's farm, and that's where we're boondocking this weekend. I say boondocking. I use that loosely because we actually figured out how to uh, plug back into 50-amp service off of my dad's shop garage. So I have not hooked up to water and sewer yet um, because they have – their ground there is under construction, so the nice and tidy site that we had last year has been moved. So currently we're just uh, have electricity, so we're practicing our boondocking skills, which as you know, if you've heard us uh, for very long, you know that I'm I'm not the boondocker in the group. That would be the Travs, not the Goths. <laughs> so uh, that's where we are this week. My kiddos, my boys are off this weekend to uh, motocross nationals. They were excited to do that. and. Um, Taylor and the and Tori and I are working on um we're actually working on we can talk about this I guess later when we talk about what we're going to be doing next week but we are trying to wrap up our uh, preliminary chapters that we're reading for Little House in the Big Woods um which we are um working with Holly Giles over at the Giles Frontier on the book club that she's doing for the Little House series and we are planning a trip later this week to Lake Pepin Wisconsin So the last few days of this week after we got settled, we've been doing some research and just kind of looking around in that area up there to see what's going on, because I've never really traveled in Wisconsin. Have you, Casey? Wisconsin, yes. Actually, we did the Dells one year with the Arnold family, and that was a blast. But that was really – and then we drove through one year on our way to Michigan. It's it's very pretty up there. Um, I was there in August for the Dells, and I remember – it wasn't as warm as I would have liked it for a week-long water park thing. But, you know, I'm a little bit of a sissy when it comes to cold and wet. So Right. Well, I've been, I've been to, we've been to the Dells, too. And I guess I forget that's in Wisconsin, even though it is the Wisconsin Dells. But, um, you know, I've drove through there, like you just referenced. But I've never actually been to any other location. So I'm kind of interested. I hadn't really looked at Lake Pepin, the Lake Pepin area, but it's almost to the Minnesota border. And it's kind of up there in the middle of you know, kind of nowhere, Wisconsin. So we're actually looking forward to one of those mystery trips. You know how those work. You have a destination, but you have no idea what you're going to do before and after you get there. All too well I know about that. That's true. Well, we spent the week at a Thousand Trails, and if you're not familiar with that, Thousand Trails is a nationwide camping network that allows you to park in 81 81 campgrounds nationwide. Um, for one low price a year. Um, we actually have a contact for that, and we have a show with, that we did with Alicia, right, Mary Beth? Um, yeah, we did. Thousand Trails. Yeah, so um, we'll uh, put the show in the notes if you want more information about that. But specifically at this Thousand Trails where we were at, they hosted a VBS. And so my kids went to the second VBS of the summer, and um, – they uh, they had a very enjoyable time. They really loved it. Uh, it was a sweet little program. Uh, we met another family as a result of it. So it was great fun. And then we spent some time at the pool in the campground. And what else did we do? Uh, my boys and I, so this all this campground, the Thousand Trails, also has a lot of trails in the campground. And so my boys and I, every day, went on a different uh, trail hike with the ki- with the kids, with the dogs. Um, with, uh, you know, Candy stays home. She doesn't actually walk. But the other three dogs <laughs> all hiked with us, and um, and that was quite enjoyable. So there's some pictures of that. And we spent uh, 
you know, a good hour on the trails. I've re um re I reestablished my relationship with my Fitbit. I've fallen oh, no. off the wagon. If you'd listened to earlier shows from like last year or the year before, you'd you'd know about my obsession with my Fitbit and followed closely by my obsession with my instant pot and now my obsession with my uh, bread maker. I obviously have an appliance <laughs> obsession issue, but so I've reignited uh, the flame between me and my Fitbit, and I have to tell you, I, I really do feel so much better. It's been seven straight days of 10,000 steps a day. It's taken intentional time on my part. It's not been really hard. It's not been difficult, but just intentional time to work those times in and a lot of times I felt like oh I'd, I'd really like to take a nap and instead of taking a nap I took a walk and I feel I feel really good Mary Beth do you are you are you adding exercise to your road school at all right now well you know I have to tell you that I have to be honest and say no um you know I feel I feel a little bit like a slacker because you know I don't I don't know if we've talked about this but my boys um have been kind of on a training plan of their own since around Easter weekend, I think it was, because they have motocross races in their uh, summer plans, their summer adventure plans. Um, and Tanner, my number two uh, kiddo, has lost, he has lost 50 pounds in three months by simply watching what he eats and riding a bike and walking a certain amount a day. And uh, when we were at the park in Florida, they had a really cool a weight room that was part of their, um, oh, whatever you call it, you know, like the town center there. And so he could use those free weights. He used an elliptical up there. So um, he's done a really good job. And you would think that I would have uh, copycatted right along with him. I've been making his low-calorie meals, and I've been sharing those with him. But he's whipping off those pounds a lot farther than I am. So I guess maybe I might oh, have good to for him. If you, if you, yeah, if you've got your Fitbit out, though, maybe I, you know what that means. That would be You've got yours out. I'm going to have to go find mine. Yeah, you should dig it out, girlfriend, because it is super encouraging to be able to challenge people. And, you know, all I need to do is sit on my butt and see see some notification come on my phone that so-and-so is only two steps behind me or so-and-so is just taking the lead. And the next thing I know, I'm off and running. And I just keep, I actually keep my Tevas on all day long. So I'm just ready to go. That's it. Ready to go. And I feel so much better. Speaking of obsessions, I have to tell you, you know how after you talk about something, then it always, um, it's always at the top of your mind. So uh, when we got to Indiana this week, I took the girls. We went over to um, Indianapolis and pulled in, and there's a big fat half-price bookstore, and I thought of you. <laughs> Never noticed it before. Never noticed it before and had no idea that they were around here, but there it was. So. Yeah, you'll definitely need to check that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't even go in. I stayed far, far away from the door. Uh, but anyway, well, you know, tonight's show is titled Wrap Up Your Road School Year. And uh, we have been talking, I don't even, I guess we're over 12 shows now. This is our final show of that series here on Season 10 of Road School Moms. And uh, I guess this would be a good time to talk about Time for Learning, right, KT? You always do such a good job. I'm going to hand it over to you and remind our listeners why Time for Learning is such a great fit for our road school families. Absolutely. Well, a big shout out to Time for Learning for sponsoring the season 10 for us. It uh, 
really helps us when uh, the sponsors come on board and not only um, support the show, uh, but support the community. And they've done that in a great big way by offering this two-week full access free trial to anyone who wanted to put Road Schooler into their promo code box. So thank you again, Road School um, Time for Learning. We are so appreciative over here at Road School Moms. If you have not made yourself familiar with timeforlearning.com yet, all you have to do is go on your computer and type in timeforlearning.com. And you will find there a fully um, sizable curriculum from uh, kindergarten all the way through high school that you can use in your road school. It's really a great fit to your road school, I think, because um, whether you're using it as a full standalone curriculum or whether you're using it as add-ons to other subjects you're doing, it's just completely scalable and uh, engaging. So I really suggest that if you've never introduced yourself to Time for Learning, you just go ahead, scroll on over to timeforlearning.com, put in that promo code ROADSCHOOLER and see what it's like for the next two weeks. Let Time for Learning encourage your student to excel and learn independently with our award-winning online curriculum. Students are free to work on their time and advance at a pace that they feel comfortable. Our flexible, student-paced approach allows your child to repeat lessons and dedicate extra time to more challenging subjects, move quickly through concepts they excel in, and even review material from previous years thanks to adjustable grade levels. Try us out for free for 14 days. Visit timeforlearning.com and enter coupon code ROADSCHOOLER. Yes, Time for Learning is a wonderful resource. It's one that I actually started using when our family got on the road five years ago. And if you have specific questions about that curriculum, feel free to text me or, I'm sorry, email me over at info at roadtripteacher.com. I actually um, work with Christina there at Time for Learning as the ambassador for road schoolers. So if there's a particular resources that you have questions about or you're having any kind of issues with connectivity or any of that kind of thing, which we never have, um, it's one thing that I love about time, time for Learning. I know in a world of worrying about data usage and all of that thing um, and all of those things, that is not something that we've ever experienced with this particular online curriculum. And I know that's a lot, there's been a lot of questions in our forums lately as well. I'd love to use Time for Learning, but how, you know, how much data does it use or do you have trouble, you know, signing on? I can honestly say that I don't, I don't ever remember having a connectivity issue with that. So if you have any specific questions, feel free to email me and I will get you the answer. And in the meantime, KT, I thought it would be fun um, tonight before we talk about the ways that we want, uh, that we suggest wrapping up your road school year. I thought it'd be fun to kind of look back at the shows that we've done this season. I'll tell you that when I was looking through my notes this afternoon, it wore me out that all the things that we've talked about this, this season, we have really had a full schedule of road school planning shows. Um, for this season of Road School Moms. And the very first one, if you remember, we talked about um, planning summer sun and road school fun. Do you remember that podcast? I do remember that one. That was fun. I love the graphic you created for it. And I really loved how um, uh, I know that show, particularly going through that show with you, kind of gave me the leeway that I needed. Sometimes I need another mom's stamp of approval to say, hey, it's okay to slow down. Hey, it's okay to change it up. Or sometimes I just forget to change it up. So uh, I really love that show for that, um, just that motivation to, hey, it's time to do something different. Yep. I think we came up with, I don't remember, I think it was seven sweet suggestions that we had for planning a summer learning adventure. And I know for us, we are actually working on a postcard journal to document our summer, 
summer travel. So if you want to learn more about that, go to that show. The week after that, I remember that's when you actually did have Internet issues. And so I got Road School Mom Mary Jane Williams to come on with me that night, and we talked all about having a vision for your road school. And I reminded all of you that comparison is a thief and that, you know, every family's goals are different, and it's really important to keep in mind what works for your family. Um, So if you are thinking about your vision for next year or wondering maybe how KT and I go about our vision, um, or I guess it wasn't KT, it was Mary Jane, actually, um, sign on to that show and check out Vision for a Successful Road School Year. Yes, I was able to do the editing on that one, and thank you so much for uh, Mary Jean Williams for pinch hitting in that, like, no time that we had left that she uh, came on board and really just stepped right in. That was really helpful. Um, but I do recall thinking, again, that this is a great time to mention one of our favorite words here on Road School Moms, and that's expectations. <laughs> so um, while it's important, very important to have a vision for a successful road school year, it's really important to, you know, maintain appropriate expectations. Like if you think you're going to take your kindergartner and work all the way through calculus in one year, uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> and you're setting yourself up for a little bit of a disaster. So um, don't do that. You know, assess what's currently going on and assess where you want to go and break it up into those baby steps that um Mary Jane and uh, Mary Beth talked about that night, and uh, get get your expectations aligned. That's right. And once you get your vision all nailed down, then it's time to choose a road school curriculum. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and, you know, check out a box curriculum. That just means that, you know, it's time for you then to examine how your kiddos learn and maybe the best tools to put in your road school toolbox. I think that's what we talked about that night. And we actually kind of took apart our road school toolbox and uh, looked at all the different ways to build your road school curriculum, um, which, again, I just have to say, if you're new to road schooling, um, try that road schooler coupon code over at Time for Learning because it really helped me when we started homeschooling on the road because I didn't know where to start. And Time for Learning just made it super, super easy for me to get started. So um, that's where we started on choosing a road school curriculum. Yes, absolutely. You know, it takes the weight off of uh, the road school component. If you have just transitioned into a fully mobile lifestyle, do yourself a favor and don't try to tackle all of it at once. Mary Beth and I are here to tell you, I know I did it all wrong that way. Um, It took way too much on at once, and I've been very candid about how I not only did a disservice to myself, but a disservice to my road schoolers in, in, in just trying to do too much at once. And had I been able to, at that point, just known that I could have just set them up with the time for learning and taken a breather to find, you know, what our road school um, momentum and stride looks like, that what a blessing that would have been. And eventually I did do that, but it did take me a while. And so skip the learning curve, start with that first. Learn how to become a family that lives in 350 square feet from wherever you have moved from. Uh, enjoy the new, the new nuances of your new, new, that's a lot of new, the new nuances of your new lifestyle. And, um, uh, you know, be confident that your, that your children are still, um, moving forward with their, uh, school goals. That's wonderful advice. So after we'd done all that planning for 
what kind of curriculum to use and how to arrive at how you were going to get there, we jumped right into record keeping make e made easy, which for Katie and I, that was a godsend because uh, Dave, we got the experts out to talk about that. Dave from uh, Homeschool Tracker came out and joined us to give us all of his advice on keeping track of your homeschool records. And I remember that night, KT, you reminded us that the best system is the one that you will use. And I thought that was such great advice. And it's so easy to get caught up on all the bells and whistles of, you know, different things out there that's available. Um, so it was a good reminder to, uh, you know, use what's easy for your fans. Yes, absolutely. That's that's so important. You know, that's that's where I always get sidetracked in purchasing whatever homeschool um, system I'm going to be using, whether it be a, a record keeping system or whether it be a curriculum. You know, I do all the research, I get all the feedback, I listen, I uh, I pull moms on our road school moms groups. I, I do everything I can, and then I ultimately never make a decision and move forward. And I, I know that I'm not alone in this. I know a lot of road school moms suffer from the same uh, kind of pull the trigger symptoms that I have. But um, yeah, if you're gonna if you're going to invest the time, make sure it's something you're going to use because uh, that's that's the key. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and everybody else's time. Time is too precious. And then the next thing that happened is you and Mary Jane went to FPEA. Tell us about that show. Oh my gosh, our RSM team, minus KT, although she was there in spirit, we were so blessed by the Florida Parent Education Educators Association again this year, and were invited to broadcast live from the Orlando Homeschool Convention. That was at the beautiful Gaylord Palms Hotel. If you were with us that weekend, um, or you're part of our Road School Moms group, you'll remember that I went live several times that Weekend with Knotgrass History and the Mutasia vendors that was in the building, um, Andrew Poudwa with uh, Institute for Excellence in Writing. Oh, my goodness. I can't remember all the wonderful vendors that we talked to, but we had so much fun doing those go-live videos. And um, we talked with Jan Bedell, the brain coach, who's going to be on our, uh, our, our podcast later on in the fall. And we really just had a lot of fun picking the brains of some of the vendors that our other road school, some of our road school moms. I know Claudine Sino got a wealth of information that weekend. She sent me a couple of messages and we went to certain booths and found out the information from her. And the highlight of that weekend um, was probably our interview on that particular show that we broadcast live from Orlando with Andrew Poudois that gave us so much rich and useful information about really how to train your homeschoolers up to be effective writers. Um, if you remember KT that night, he had so many really good real-life examples, and a lot of those details have really hit home for me, and I've reflected back on them over the summer while I'm thinking about my road school plans for next year. I love that show. I love that um, that Andrew um, agreed to be part of it, and I loved everything that he shared. It was uh, so valuable, uh, so helpful, and I, I was sad not to be there, but I was listening in and there in spirit, like you said. And then we talked about, and I, look, oh my goodness, we've made it 28 minutes, and this is the first time we're going to say it very best. Morning time. Morning I'll time. say it. <laughs> so we talked with um, Holly Giles from the Giles Frontier, you know, a curriculum Marybeth and I both really adore, um, at Morning Time by Nature. And uh, that was such, such fun. Talked about all the ways to incorporate nature into your morning time. If you don't know what morning time is and you don't know what Holly Giles is, 
we're going to link those two shows to this uh, to the show notes in this one as well because they're definitely worth um, exploring. It is, and while we're talking about Holly Jobs, I'm just going to give her one more plug. The book club that she has right now that launches September, I believe it's September 13th, is really awesome. It is, like I said, all about the Little House series. And the other thing that she is launching this fall is her lifetime, learning life, I cannot, I can never say this right, learning lifestyle revival. That's what it is, LLR. And that's also can be found over at the GilesFrontier.com, and I'll actually put the notes in the podcast. But the reason I mention it is because everything she does is really connected to nature. I can't, I never can get over how many fun things and how many real life lessons that she connects um, really to just going outside. <laughs> and so many things that she does is so uncomplicated and it doesn't take a lot of, you know, planning. It doesn't take a lot of craziness, just really easy to get back to nature and take your kids on an outside learning adventure. And the membership that she has for Learning Lifestyle Revival is really um, something else. I've actually got the pleasure of looking at the back end of it before she released it. Um, I think it goes live actually tomorrow on August the 1st um, for those that have signed up for that membership. So if you need information for that, check out the show notes to this. And if you don't know what we're talking about on Morning Time or uh, that nature show that she done, then definitely check it out because it was one of my favorites from the season. Yes, I like that too. But then I also really like the show we did about independent learners by nature or by design because that was a podcast that was filled with specific examples for training your kids to be independent learners, which quite honestly is a struggle homeschoolers and road schoolers find themselves in. It's not uncommon for our children to want our attention while they're doing their schoolwork. In fact, I struggle with that with two out of my four. It used to be four out of my four. Um, so this was a really great show for me because you, Mary Beth, shared all these wonderful tips about um, looking for and building the characteristics in your kiddos. What were, those, what were those characteristics that you focused on for that show? We talked about self-motivation, curiosity, persistence. Um, we talked about critical thinking and responsibility, which if you really think about those characteristics, some of those your kiddos are probably born with. And it's really easy to identify those and to pull those out of them. But, you know, not everybody's kiddos are, you know, full of, you know, let's say self-motivation. I can I can relate to that. So we talked in that show at length about, you know, maybe how to train up the um, the one of one of them that are those that are easy to find that in and then maybe helping to uh, closer identify those in the ones that maybe need a little extra help in sharpening those skills. So check that show out if you want to learn more about how to train up independent learners by nature or by design. And what did we right, do after that? Moved, oh, go ahead. You, oh, you go ahead. No, no, you, no, you go ahead. That's what I was going to say. What did we do after that, Casey? Oh, after that, we talked to one of our favorite return guests also. We have a lot of wonderful return guests. But I think that indicates something. Um, Stephanie Simpson from Us Foreign Books joined us to talk about growing successful readers. Um, we all know that reading is the foundation of education, and, um, you know, reading is sometimes something we can struggle with or um, enhancing your reading skills, enhancing your comprehension skills. These are all really pertinent parts of no matter what curriculum you're using and no matter what lessons you're focusing on, reading is, as they always say, fundamental. And so she joined us and she um, 
she had a lot of great information. Do you remember what she was uh, what she helped us out with? I do. You know what I really loved about that interview with her was that she broke down. Um, you know, when you talk about growing successful readers, is you know what does that mean? Does that mean the ones that you know don't even know their phonics yet? Are we talking about you know, a third grader that knows how to read but maybe doesn't have those comprehension skills really um, strong yet. And so she broke those down into little nuggets of information for emerging readers. Um, and then she also talked about early readers, fluent, and even expert readers, like how to keep your middle schoolers and high schooling, high schoolers love, loving to read. Um, so there's lots and lots of good information in that show. Yes, absolutely. And then the next show, um, Charlene Knockrath joined us from um, Knockrath History, and specifically we talked about experiencing America the Beautiful with those beautiful Knockrath um, history and geography curriculum. Um, she was, Charlotte was, Charlene, and I did it in the show too, I insisted on calling her Charlotte, but Charlene was just such a fascinating guest to have. She, um, first of all, the passion for what her family does in creating these curriculums just really shined through those, that, that interview. And um, I loved how through her experience she was able to just um, express things that you and I feel, but, you know, we don't have the experience of all these years of homeschooling yet. We've been doing it for a while, but not as long as Charlene has. And I, I just loved how she was able to just express things. Yeah, she was, um, you know, her family's been around for a while, and I had the pleasure of meeting them in person, you know, like I just talked about the FPEA this year. Um, but they really have been around and seen and done a lot of things, and it's fun to talk with them about their experiences and, and how they came to write that curriculum. So um, I think she revealed that night, too, that, even though I talk so much about experience, um, or I talk so much about America the Beautiful, um, she talked about her their curriculum from Adam to us, and um, that's one that I'm actually looking at now for one of my kiddos as well. So. And then we um, went on and talked about national holidays as road school opportunities, and that was a really fun show to uh, reflect on how to use your surroundings in the time of year and national holidays to feed your Rose Schoolers fresh and new information. Um, we talked about uh, all sorts of holidays from the standard ones like 4th of July to the not-so-standard and kind of new ones like National Donut Day, and which Mary Beth actually has a um, curriculum for. Is that right? I do for July 4th. You mean it's like our uh, patriotcy? What's that called? Gosh, my brain is so mushy tonight. Uh, no, the donut the day one. Don't you have one? For oh, the donut, donut day. day. Yes, yes. <laughs> I do have a donut day. I thought you were talking about that patriots guide that I done for July 4th. Donut day. That's one of my favorite ones. Are you kidding me? That is uh, <laughs> the donut day curriculum. It's the AB. No, let's see. Yeah, it is. It's the donut day learning adventure. I think is what it's. How Donut Day came to be, and uh, you might be surprised to know that donuts are connected to World War One. If that piques your interest, then go over to my learning shop and check that one out because there's a lot of fun information in that one. It just that that probably that study guide taught me that you could really um, turn any situation that you might encounter in a day into a learning adventure for your kiddos. 
That is so the truth. And then we go from donuts to building a strong math foundation because Dennis, Mr. D. Danola, joined us from our network, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. He has his own podcast on our network, but he took time out of his schedule to join us to tell us about um, math and really put our mind at ease about so many things that we've read over regarding our math curriculum. Uh, we love especially his reminder to keep your kids learning the math language. And the other reminder that doing math can be like eating vegetables. You might not necessarily like necessarily like it, but you can learn to appreciate it. That was some great information that he shared with us. It was and I like that show just about as equally as much as I love the very next show, which we talked with Luke Gilkerson over at Toxicated on Life. He shared um, all the information about his experience with Stronger Curriculum, which, as you know, I'm a huge fan of. But what I really loved um, was when he shared his best advice to teach our road schoolers how to think. And I had never really put it in this kind of a thought process before, but he reminded us that really the process of observing and testing hypotheses and finding conclusions, you know, all of that is, you know, it reminds us science is all around us. And in doing those three things and implementing, implementing, you know, hands-on science projects in our homeschool plans, that can be a really important part of your next road school experience, successful road school experience, that is. Absolutely. And then we go from math to science to icing your road school cake. And that was um, our most recent show with Trisha Hodges, who gave us these good, great tips about letting your road schoolers, unleashing your road schoolers' creativity, specifically uh, through Chalk Pastel Art Projects. And um, then she shared some more information about actually coupling the Chalk Pastel Art Projects with um, Squilt Music Projects and Mary Prothe's, um information, which you can go expand on that because I know you have a squilt in your road school. I do. Our, um, actually, the squilt programs um, from over at Homegrown Learners is another affiliate of Road Trip Teacher. And if you have listened to me very long, you know I don't have a lot of affiliates, um, but the ones that I do have I really believe strongly in, and, and, and that one is one of them. Squilt stands for Super Quiet Learning Time, um, and she has designed those lessons very simple. You don't have to do anything but print them out and go. She gives you the links to the music that you need to do. She gives you, you know, ideas on how to implement with your kiddos no matter what what their ages are. And um, so I absolutely love that for our, some of, you know, if I feel like maybe we want to do something extra for the day or I want to plan something fun for the week, I always go to Squilt. And I especially love those, um, what you referenced, the, the lessons that are paired up with Tricia the chalk pastel and the squilt lessons; those are super duper fun. I I remember we had done one for Valentine's Day a couple of years ago. And my kiddos still talk about it, so we'll put the links in that to uh, tonight's show as well uh, for for all of that. And I'll remind you that Mary actually is going to be joining us on Road School Moms. I'm trying to find the date, but I, I guess she hasn't actually. We haven't confirmed a date with her, but I know she's going to be on sometime in August to talk to us about how to you know put a little more music in your road school. So doesn't that wear you out talking about all those shows? It does. And I'm also reminded of all the great stuff we gave away because, remember, um, 90% of these guests brought gifts with them. So uh, we were able to do a giveaway 
for most of these shows and most of our Road to School Moms listeners have been able to use the, the things that we talked about in a hands-on way throughout the season. They did, and I'm glad you mentioned that because last week, um, Trisha Hodges so generously um, was giving away one of her brand new video tutorials to American Landmarks. That is one of her, it's one of my favorite, and I know, Katie, it's one that you've used also in the past, the American Landmarks um, Chalk Pastels ebook. But this particular video tutorial is one that's brand new over there to chalkpastel.com. And one of our lucky Rose School moms is going to win that. I will tell you that because we did not get the audio posted, when I say we, I mean me, because KT got her part of it done earlier in the week. But since I was a little slow on the go with that one, we are going to extend that giveaway window until next Sunday night. So if you're listening live tonight, you still have seven days to go over to chalkpastel.com, check out that American Landmarks tutorial, and email me at info at roadtripteacher.com. And let me know how many lessons are included with that video tutorial. And that will put you in the chances um, for that giveaway that we'll do next Sunday night here on Road School Moms. Very cool. So what's the skinny on wrapping up your road school year after this, all this information that you've received this last season uh, and that you can use to plan the next successful one? Well, Mary Beth has come up with seven steps because, you know, we love the steps. We love the numbers. And so step number one, she says, is celebrate the year, have a party, hold a family promotional ceremony, have an information awards or presentation of your year's projects. I love that. I'm going to add that I would love if you were to have a party, and especially if you're a road schooler, to, to either have your road schooler or yourself put together a little slideshow presentation of the pictures you've taken this year. Oh, I see. Oh, I might have I might have skipped a step. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I love that. I love that. So, you know, these all kind of go together. And um, our next um, tip is to review your accomplishments. And what I mean about that is, you know, again, you know, KT reminded us in that other show that the right system is the one that works for you. So when I say review your accomplishments, I don't mean that you have to get out a checklist or anything like that. I mean, I keep um, – I myself keep a running grade book. Now, I do that because Time for Learning is so easy to do that for anything that they, my kiddos do online. I have access to that portfolio right there. Um, and after we did our show on Homeschool Tracker, I can tell you that I also um, have a subscription to Homeschool Tracker that kind of keeps track of all that for me. So um, in addition to the, pr the printables that I already have over at my learning shop at Roadship Teacher, like my attendance record, um, I have a transcript. Um, document over there as well that you can download for free from our learning shop that I use for my high schooler. Um, but that's, you know, I, I put all those together. That's how I review my accomplishments. I look at all the, all of those and see where my kiddos are for the year. What have we accomplished? You know, what did we start out to do? Um, you know, and that comes from knowing what your vision is before you start. Um, you know, if, if your idea this year is that, you know, your third grader is going to learn their multiplication tables, then, you know, I, you know, when I get to the end of the year, I want to know, did we really do that? And if we did, did it, um, you know, how did, how did we accomplish that? And so that's what I'm talking about with that. I love that. Okay, number three, create a portfolio with this, from this information. Easy peasy to do with, do what works for you. Um, Meredith has a post all about this, and we'll share that example from one of our road schoolers <laughs> this Tuesday morning. <laughs> 10:30 a.m. Eastern Time here in the Road School Moms group. Okay, wait. 
Maybe I shouldn't have read that part. Tell me what, what I'm saying. That's okay. That was my note to you in my notes earlier, Casey. Sorry if that was confusing. But uh, I know I've had a lot of questions, and I, I think you've seen them too, KT, this week. We've got some – gosh, we've got so many new road school moms in our group. We're over – I think we're almost back up now to 2,100 this week. Um, almost a whole hundred road school moms have joined our community just since last Sunday night. And it seems like um, some of the questions that we're getting is, how do you keep – you know, how do you keep all your road school supplies? How do you keep track of what your kids do for the day? What do you keep? What do you throw away? Um, so I was reminded of the binder that I put together for um, Taylor last year was really one of my best yet. I've yet, um, because we really haven't finished up our road school here officially this year yet, I haven't really finished this year's road school portfolio, but I thought I would come on Tuesday morning at 1030 right here in the road school moms group. And I will share that fourth grade portfolio with you that I done um, last year for Taylor. And I'll walk you through what we keep and, um, you know, how we document it, and, and we'll talk about that on Tuesday morning. It'll be a short tutorial, probably 10 or 15 minutes. So if you want to mark that on your calendar, you can join us, and we'll talk about creating portfolios. Awesome. Well, the number four tip that you have is analyze your kiddos' interests. And we talk a lot about this. This is kind of like a child-led learning exercise. And it's important to have intentional interviews in your road school that you um, that you actually do really pay attention because although what you start out with might be of interest to your child, they might indicate that this is of interest to them. In the long run, they, their their interest might peter out or their interest might be um, you know uh, move to a different idea. So analyzing your kiddos' interests, this is a great time to do it. What did she or he like? What didn't they like? Where did you notice the sparkle in their eyes during your road school adventures? Get the most mileage out of feeding your road schoolers in a way that will, that will benefit the most. And so that's a no-brainer, right? It's, it's so easy to teach kids that are interested in learning what you're teaching them. So make it easy on yourself and pay attention to what they are enjoying and um, continue in that vein. And when you see that, that you've, you've traced that vein as far as it can go, then, you know, have another meeting uh, of the minds, come back together and say, okay, so what next? And and then again, go through the same cycle over again. Right. And when I talk about analyzing your kiddos' interests, you know, you don't have to make it all that complicated. And I, you know, for me this last year, I know that I have harped a lot on not grass history, but I cannot tell you how much it has simplified my homeschool and even my homeschool plans for next year because my kiddo that loves history and she loves geography. Um, we're going to go through experience, or I keep saying the word experience. And I don't know why I can't get that out of my vocabulary tonight. She um, is going to go through the America the Beautiful curriculum, and we're going to add in all of those great lesson plans that they have in there. And if you remember from that show that we done a couple couple of weeks ago with John Notgrass, you can actually use America the Beautiful as almost a standalone curriculum if you add in some literature. So we're going to add that. Um, optional literature list and Taylor is going to that's what her curriculum is going to be built around this next year and I would have never known that if I hadn't actually sat down with her and looked at where she excelled and talked with her about what she really was interested in doing um, you know with her road school and when we talked about it it just a light bulb went off and I was like oh my gosh I've already got all the tools that I need right here you know it's just all about making them work for her so analyze your kiddos talk with them look at their work and you know just really reevaluate um, what was easy 
the things that were easy for you this year, then, you know, build on that so it makes it that much easier for you next year. And before that, we know that we talked about planning your summer learning adventures. And it may seem a little late for that because we are here at the end of July. But if you're talking about wrapping up your road school year, you know, that has to involve some kind of a break, I would assume, um, for your summer learning. And whether you take a break or not, you really just need to, you know, plan some sort of, I don't know what the word is, not continuation of your road school, but, you know, I always think that we're always on a learning adventure, and one of my mottos is to learn something new every day. So whether it's formal learning or just a general idea of what you're going to do, just like um, what I talked about earlier, my kiddos are currently just started a couple weeks ago on a postcard journal, um, but that keeps them writing, it keeps them spelling, it keeps them trying to use their vocabulary words, um, because our postcard journal is going to be based on where we travel to. It'll be, you know, it'll involve some geography and things like that. So it's easy to build in your summer learning adventures if you have a plan. Absolutely. I love that. And then, um, just like we talked about in our uh, transcripts program, record transcripts. So if you have a homeschool, uh, high schooler coming up this year, this can be daunting and uh, a weight on your shoulders, no doubt. But it can be easily satisfied by online, online resources such as the fillable transcript printable. And you know what? Like Mary Beth said before, she's got one there from the Road Trip Teacher. Several examples are out there also on the web that can be duplicated. If you're looking for more information, watch our calendar because Vicki Tillman from Homeschool High School, right here from the uh, Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, another fellow podcaster, will be with us uh, in the next month or so to talk more about this. That's right. And that brings us to the last thing that I think is really important um, when you are wrapping up your road school year, and that is really to look at your family traditions. Because I know, um, you know, we, we talk so much about this. Um, you know, for holidays or, you know, the different things that you do during the year. And I think that it's important to have those same kinds of traditions um, for your road school. So I know that some people, you know, they like to take first day pictures and last day pictures, or, you know, maybe you want to wrap up your year with a family field trip. Maybe that's your family, you know, tradition. Um, I'll have to say that earlier I was like, oh, my gosh, you know what would be really cool for my road school? I should do a video collage of all the year's pictures and all the projects we've done. And then wouldn't it be so fun to include audio from my road schoolers and talk about their favorite road school experience? And then I was like, okay, whoa, 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 hold your complicated horses. I could hear your voice, Katie, being like, what are you thinking? Absolutely. We do have a tendency to overcomplicate things and then actually not follow through. So, <laughs> Whatever you choose to wrap up your at home your road school year with, make it easy, make it uncomplicated, and remember to celebrate your accomplishments in a way that will make memories for your road schoolers. And you know what, road school moms, give yourself a big pat on the back too for making it through the year. Although it's easy to remind to be to be mindful that we need to celebrate our road schoolers. Road school moms are the backbone, and and dads, road school moms and dads are the backbone of this education powerhouse so please take a minute and give yourselves a big thumbs up that's right that's such good advice well um gosh i'm looking at my calendar because i thought well what else are we going to be talking about um as far as road school plans for the year and i guess we just talked about the homeschooling high school that'll be coming up in august and also that show that we're going to have with Jan Bedell and the Brain Coach. That talks about um, homeschooling with your special needs kiddo. So 
um, watch for those on our calendar next month. Those are kind of compliments to our season 10 here at Road School Moms, which again, we want to say special thanks to Time for Learning as our official season sponsor. Absolutely. So what's your uh, week coming up looking like, Mary Beth? Well, as I told you before, my crew is going to head out to Lake Pepin, Wisconsin later on this week to kind of get the skinny on that area for the setting of Little House in the Big Woods. I'm really excited because we're going to be shooting um, one of our very first official virtual field trips um, for that book club. And so we're going to be spending the next probably day or so finalizing where we're going to be staying and what we're going to be seeing. And um, that's probably going to fill up our week. So be excited to see where we come to you from next week. Maybe it'll be Wisconsin and maybe it won't. Very cool. Well, we're planning on being here in the strike camping location for a full week, but we just checked the um, forecast, and it looks like in the middle of the week it's going to hit 107, 106, which is really not conducive to not having air conditioning. So uh, all I can say is stay tuned because I don't really know where I'll be coming from to uh, broadcast next week. Um, this week we will be focusing on our family read-alongs, like we've been doing, um, we're currently we're getting ready to start reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Me and the big boys are reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And I am reading at like 50 things at once. I'm having like, in fact, I'm reading so much, Mary Beth, that it turns out my 43-year-old self finally needs glasses for the first time in my whole life. It's oh. like I'm going to need glasses because I keep getting headaches. So yeah, um, I had I had to uh, admit into that admit from that denial about a year ago. So once you get those little specks on, you'll be surprised at how much better you can see with your forty-some-year-old <laughs> self. Why well, I can attest to that. Yeah, I so. I'm, I can only imagine what it is I can't see right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll find out. You'll find out when you get your glasses on. You're like, ooh, this really doesn't look all that clean up here on the top of this stoked off <laughs> you know so wait like, wow so while i have you on the phone um and we're talking about this uh, tell me how did you go about getting yourself glasses while you were on the road like it's like a crapshoot like i i started looking to see where to go get glasses and i was like i don't have any idea what to do well, I cheated a little bit, and I, I mean, it's funny that you brought this up because when I came to the realization that I did need glasses, we were on the road. I was still in, gosh, was I in Florida then? Probably the first time, and I thought the first thing I'd done was I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to go to the mall and get a little eye checkup, and I'm just going to get some glasses. Well, I walked in there, of course, with no eye health insurance or anything. I just walked in there and thought I was going to, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but I can tell you that it quickly added up to several hundreds of dollars in the estimate they gave me at the counter. And so I thanked them very kindly and took the estimate and walked out the door and um, realized that I was going to be going back through home, back in Indiana, back where I was from. And my cousin works at an eyeglass uh, for an eye doctor. <laughs> so I made myself an appointment and just kind of used uh, my travel schedule and waited it out until I got back to Illinois last summer. And that's where I went. So I kind of cheated. I guess I can't give you any sassy advice on how to find a good resource for getting glasses on the road. Well, that is interesting <laughs> because mm -hmm. I'm thinking that I'm just going to wait till I get to Florida this winter 
um, because, you know, I don't really do most or of the driving, so I should be fine. I have a way better idea. You should just plan on coming through Illinois while I'm here, you know, like say maybe for the Solar Fest in Carbondale instead of being Oregon, and then I'll be glad to take you to my cousin's eye doctor and we'll get you all taken care of. Yes, I'm sure my guests would totally appreciate me not being there. That would be perfect. <laughs> Speaking of guests, um, like we said in the top of the broadcast, Mary Beth and I are both hosting Solar Fest events, and Full Time Families is hosting a full calendar of events straight and through um, 2018. For my events, you can go to fulltimefamilies.com and click on the upcoming events link or tab, or there's like a million different places that you can click, but it all says upcoming events. How about you, Mary Beth? How do they join you for your event? Uh, to join my event, you can go to roadtripteacher.com, click on the learning shop, and it's right there at the very top. It'll pop up first. The Solar Fest package is for two kiddos and two adults. That includes your tickets for all of our events. And if you need to add on an additional person, that's no sweat. You can just add that to the cart and do it that way. If you would prefer to have a PayPal invoice sent to you for that package, then you can just email me at info at roadtripteacher.com, and I'll be glad to send it over that way as well. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap for me, Mary Beth. How about for you? That's a wrap. Uh, I know that we've got a full schedule for August, and we will put that up on our Road School Mom site this next week. And we'll, um, I'm trying to think. See, I think next week's all a mystery, KT. So you and I have to get together over the next couple of days and decide what we are going to talk about for the very first episode of Road School Mom, season 11. That will be podcast number 140, if you're counting along with me. So stay tuned for that, and uh, mark your calendars, 9 p.m. next week, same time, same place, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Until then, safe travels, and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.